Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 467 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. It is the final podcast before Halloween. We are, if you're listening to this as the show drops, uh, we are a day before Halloween and ending it on what may be a high note, maybe a low note. I don't know yet. The jury will have to decide, but my guest as uh, finally have a guest for this month. It's not Brutus Beefcake. It's not Abdullah the Butcher, although he's about as big as both those guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It is Chad Smart. Chad, welcome to the show. Uh, good to be here. This is my first time being on the video portion, I guess, if you put this up on YouTube. And if you don't, then what I just said is pointless. But No, I thought you were on... Uh... I thought we had done a video one, but maybe not. I thought we did the. Yeah, uh, not that I'm aware of. You never. Oh, I, I never signed any paper to give you me never permission to use my likeness. So. <laughs> yes. So uh, yes, welcome to the video version, as well. If you are watching over at YouTube, and if you are listening on the podcast app of your choice and haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, I encourage and invite you to do that. We're just 12 subscribers away from that thousand, so. That's been a goal for quite some time, and hopefully, uh, ideally, before the end of the year, we can make that happen. Uh, Chad, you know, I, I mentioned we're doing something different. We are, full disclosure, we are recording this on Wednesday night, moments after AEW Dynamite ended. And I know we're going to get to the the meat of the Halloween episode here in just a minute, but uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention the fact that Nature Boy Ric Flair showing up on Dynamite, and of course, I'm sure there's all kinds of speculation on what that means and what's going on, but my assumption is it's a one-off or it's just part of the whole Sting story arc, but uh, do, you, are, do you have reason to believe that there's anything other than that happening right now? No, and I mean, first off, it was a su- surprise to see Flair on mm-hmm. TV, so uh, you, I know you listen to his podcast. You can tell me if he now goes into Tony Khan um but kissing mode or if he'll still downplay AEW and promote Charlotte Flair as the greatest of all time. You know, but, he hasn't done a podcast in probably six months or more. So uh, yeah. Sure but, you but how much yeah, I listen. You're yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, you're not listening either, but yeah, he hasn't done one <laughs> no. in a while, but no, I understand what you're saying. A hundred percent. All right. But I think he should have been brought out in a giant box. I mean, you know, some symmetry with when Abdullah the Butcher came out and attacked Sting uh, several years ago. But I think the way Flair spoke, because Sting has announced his last match will be at Revolution 2024, which should be sometime in March. 
Mm-hmm. I think Flair has said that he wants to be there for that last mm-hmm. match. So I don't think he'll be on TV weekly, mm-hmm. but I think for big events, he might show up, up in the lead up. And, uh, you know, I don't know who Sting will face in his last match, but could somebody attack Ric Flair and lead to a match? If Flair has his way and, you know, he it, as long as you put him and Moxley in the ring together because that would just be too much blood spewing. <laughs> Although this is what? October, so maybe they should do it, you know, this weekend on on collision. But there you go. Yes. Well, you know, from a fan's perspective, you know, and obviously we have been fans for longer than probably some of our listeners and, and viewers have been alive. But, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, AEW and, and NXT went head to head. WWE, you know, had John Cena and The Undertaker. They had, you know, a, a lot of big names announced. We knew they were going to be there. So we tuned in and watched, or fans tuned in and watched. Do you think Tony Khan and AEW made an error this week in not announcing Ric Flair and making it just a surprise? Because as soon as he came on, you know, I'm in a group chat that talks about wrestling and, and, and mm-hmm. the first, you know, probably it was before you had sent your snap, your snap came seconds later though, uh, was from Hunter Woodworth saying Ric Flair is on AEW or Ric Flair is on dynamite. And then you sent the snap mm-hmm. as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I just know that Eric Bischoff has had some different philosophies on that. And, as far as a surprise announcement versus, uh, you know, letting the cat out of the bag so people tune in, I, I still like to be surprised. I I didn't see this coming. I had I had suspected it was going to be, uh, you know, Tony Khan's gift was going to be uh, Sting would be the first inductee in the AEW Hall of Fame, which I still think is plausible and and, and could happen unless that was discussed uh, as the show was on. No, it wasn't. I thought he was going to give him a book of free hugs that Sting could use <laughs> at any time. But nice. now, you know, I think in this case, not promoting Flair, because since you know Flair is not going to wrestle, he's mm-hmm. really not going to be involved. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully right. people still have the memory of Flair's last match still in their brain that they can say that's a bad idea to put mm-hmm. Flair in the ring. So I think for like this type of one off surprise, you're It's fine, you know, and it it gets people to maybe think, oh, you know, as the old adage in WWE used to be, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. So you want people watching so that you can surprise them. Now, like when they brought in Rob Van Dam, yeah, that's something that I think you promote because he's going to be involved in the ring. And it's, you know, he's not making a surprise appearance like Adam Copeland did. Right. So. Yeah, I think you look at the situation and then there are times when you promote something and times when you want the fans to be shocked. Well, and I'll I'll, I'll say this. I did not. I saw Ric Flair was trending on Twitter uh, earlier in the day. You know, again, we are recording this on Wednesday night. This show drops on a Monday. So uh, a lot may happen between now and, and when the show actually makes air. But uh, on Wednesday afternoon, Flair's name was trending. And I clicked on it just to see because, one, a lot of times when that happens, it's bad news or, you know, someone's getting canceled or, you know, something mm-hmm. has happened. Um, 
and I, it just was just a bunch of random tweets. There was nothing I didn't really, and I didn't have time to scroll through all of it. I just went through like the first five or six and then moved on with my day. So it, it was a legitimate surprise. One that I don't think uh, the internet, the dirt sheet writers, the, mm-hmm. the wrestling journalist air quotes uh, ruined. And I, I always think that's a plus when they are, are trying to go for that surprise effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I hadn't seen anything about it. And um, you know, it, I, Tony Khan, as we joke about, um, through numerous Snapchats or text messages, seems to always have a big announcement every week. Mm-hmm. And so it's gotten to the point where you're like, okay, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah. But I mean, for, I, I think the fact that, you know, Sting has come back from retirement in the last three years in AEW, and now he's leading to a, I guess, an official retirement it's good to have the send-off and yeah um but again as i I joke with you on our text if flair doesn't turn on sting at some point in this build-up then what's the point you know you gotta go with tradition yes and i have an idea for a future podcast that uh, i haven't even talked to you about this but i i would like to do one where we sit down and do uh a sixth sense on wrestlers who should have had a send-off you know rick flair has had two mm-hmm. amazing last match send-offs um sting is is presumably getting one but there are a handful or several uh wrestlers who for one reason or another did not get that big send-off so who would we like to see uh get that adam last cole. match opportunity adam cole, adam cole. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Adam Goldberg at first. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Well, that show needed a better send off, but yeah. (laughs) So this week we are, you know, we'll talk about retirements down the road here, but uh, this week we are wrapping up the Halloween episodes, as I mentioned with uh, a movie and we're doing it as a watch long. So neither one of us has watched this movie before. Typically when we do movie mania, we watch the movie and then we talk about it, but For this episode, we're going to actually watch the movie and give you live reactions to it. So we're not going to probably hear much of it, but we're going to test this out and see how it works. Uh, We're doing this through, what is this called, Chad? Amazon Amazon Prime's watch list. Okay, watch list. Watch party. So we're going to try it and see how it works out. It is called Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Uh, Up until a couple of weeks ago, I think I had heard about this a long time ago, but never watched it. And then uh, as I was doing some research for Halloween episodes, this came up in my search. So I was like, this looks awesomely bad and something that Chad Mm -hmm. and I will enjoy. So uh, Chad found it. Uh, I I know it's playing on Amazon Prime, but it's also on Peacock. So if you have a Peacock Peacock subscription, you should be able to find it and probably a couple of other free apps as well. So because I don't know that anyone's going to want to pay for this. Yeah, I believe it's on Tubi as well. And, you know, you you say Peacock, but you got to get hip. You got to get cool. It's just the cock. The cock, okay. Say. Make it a thing. Get, you get know, your cock HBO out. Max dropped half their name, just at Max.com, <laughs> trying to get Peacock to do the same. There you go. Well, get your cock out and uh, we'll tune in and uh, find this movie. But yeah. Chad, go ahead uh, on your end if you want to fire it up on on the watch party, and we'll see how that looks. Right. I, I will just give the disclaimer that I have, I did watch the first ten minutes before 
shutting it off and saying, okay, we need to watch this together or I just have to take <laughs> a bunch of notes. So we'll see how this plays. You ready? I am ready, ready popcorn. Sir. All right, I hear it. I see it. Rated 18 plus for violence and foul language, so... And it looks like, did you do any kind of research on this, Chad? Uh, very little. It's a trauma release. So that should tell you something right there. So I think this is a movie that our good friends over at the Still Up All Night podcast probably would enjoy. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, yeah, like, I... with recording this through Zoom, I don't know what's picking up through Zoom. So we will talk. So there's not going to be lots of awkward pauses and silence here. But uh, we're kind of starting things off. When it started off, I because th- I did watch the first few minutes as well, I thought it was a documentary, mm-hmm. or at least the way it was being <laughs> presented, because yeah. they're at a legit wrestling show, and it's um, SoCal, SoCal Val, Val in the is- ring as, as the announcer. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but she's kind of on my list with um, the Bellas and Aubrey Edwards mm-hmm. and uh, Nia Jax. The, the Chiron here is amazing, too, by the way. <laughs> now we're getting a montage. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was surprised to see Rowdy Roddy Piper starring in this. This has to be one of his last uh, films. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. And then you got Shane Douglas, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Kevin Sullivan, Matt Hardy, and Ruby Sky. Or Ruby Sky. Uh, I was going to say, do you remember back at WrestleMania 30? Yes. One of our first nights in New Orleans when SoCal Val was at the table next to us. I do. Was she? She was with Jay Lethal, wasn't she? Or, or did we ever figure out who she was with? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we knew who she was with. But yeah. Uh, so this other wrestler, Facade, mm-hmm. is in here. He, he wrestles. I know him from uh, Absolute Intense Wrestling AIW, and uh, I have never seen the word Facade written out before. So when I saw him starting <laughs> to appear on shows, I thought his name was Facade. <laughs> because i'm an idiot <laughs> it, it does look like that yeah this looks like an audience though at the most recent uh, aew uh, shows uh you know <laughs> dozens of folks in attendance i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding kind of <laughs> but uh yeah an interesting montage uh, at the beginning showing all the wrestlers and i'm guessing this is i i, I now i'm my my interest is even more peaked because is this more documentary slash wrestler style or is this going to be an actual movie? Okay. We're starting off in the locker room. Did we switch movies here? <laughs> no, this is uh, what you call good filmmaking. When you transition straight into something that has no context. And Shane Douglas is pissed off. Now who is, do you know? I, I guess you didn't is? get the week off from target. Uh, I do not <laughs> know who this wrestler is. I, I kid Shane Douglas. Nothing wrong. No, with the guy Shane that was Douglas making living. out with the girl. Yeah, he's he's the guy that Shane Douglas is facing right now. I don't know who that is. Okay. So yeah, it looks like you know, like Chad said, he watched the first ten minutes, but it looks like at least from this perspective that they are just at an indie show, getting various shots and and just kind of jumping around with the action. It's not like uh, any kind of sequence or anything. Yeah, and this is a you know 90 minute film and we're already about three and a half minutes in and we have nothing in terms of story yet right it's just been montage montage and shane douglas punching walls 
So again, like an AEW show, no story. It's just a, a mm-hmm. bunch of wrestling. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I w- I'm going to stop with the AEW jokes, I promise. Okay, this dude's like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> what the hell? Doctor's coming in. Yeah, it reminds me back, you remember BB from oh, WWE, yeah. Barbara Bush, the yes. great the EMT. Uh, medical EMT, yes. Nice upbeat music as we're establishing a tone here that this wrestler has, uh, I'm going to guess they're going to say he's dead here. Here comes more EMTs. Now that guy looked kind of familiar. So yeah, they're stretching this guy out. Obviously Shane Douglas has injured him. I'm guessing... The girl this guy was making out with in the locker room was Shane Douglas's ex valet uh, girlfriend, rat, whatever you want to go with. Yeah, rat. <laughs> and now, oh, and now Billy's here. dead. Oh, he's dead. Okay, so Billy, Billy died. It looked like he gave him like a tombstone pile driver or something. <clears throat> I, now, in my research, I did see that this guy with the beard and long hair is the Uh director of the film. Okay. And he had to step in and take over this role. I guess he's the guy that's going to bring all these wrestlers to face the zombies eventually. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing he had some connection to Billy. Maybe he's Billy's dad and he's mad that his son is dead. So yeah, some money just changed hands. Uh, and they're going to do a private show at the West Virginia Penitentiary. That, uh, you know, those jailhouse wrestling matches always work out well. Yeah, I can't imagine. I believe that's where Danny Trejo got there. his start. <laughs> Lots of. Uh... Okay, so it's Shane. Doug- it's a photo of Shane Douglas and the girlfriend. Okay. I'm guessing Taya Parker is her real name because why not? Let's just go with that. Yeah. Well, and he mentioned Penthouse Pet as well. So. Yeah. But I I don't understand what they're setting up here. Yeah, I don't understand why they're wanting to bring all these other wrestlers in. Oh, I did read that there's a character named Thomas Rodman, and that was originally supposed to be Dennis Rodman. But, okay. Uh, Dennis must have um, actually had plans the days they shot this and turned it down. Well, and they when they were showing the guys at the beginning, that Rodman name popped up, and it was a guy that was getting in the ring that had his hair was spray painted and kind of looked like, you know, if you ordered Dennis Rodman on Wish, so maybe that's the connection there. So a deal has been made with a bunch of legendary wrestlers, Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Fast forward now to the hospital. And a nurse is outside putting on some makeup. Dramatic music cute 
have a feeling this is going to be a very long 90 minutes. <laughs> That's... Oh, oh, uh, we're hearing the growls. Oh, so are, are we going to have our first zombie appearance here? Uh, this is like watching a Randy Orton, John Cena, Iron Man match. Oh, my. What's your what? What is your overall take on horror films, Chad? Are you a, a big horror movie guy? I was growing up, I, not so much now. Um, one, I, I don't don't really get into the torture porn that mm-hmm. has been in horror films like the Saw last, and like, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think the yeah. Saw films have a great story. I just don't need the visuals of. Oh, uh, I got the you. death and I, I, I've never seen any of those. So now we've got this nurses out looking at what is seemingly a body uh, under a blanket outside in the uh, parking lot of the hospital here. So uh, you got to thank Obamacare for that. Oh, nope. Ah, it's the prankster. This is classic Friday the 13th stuff here. No. Uh, and we're talking about not getting laid. No cars in this parking lot, though. Not a very busy hospital, I guess. And we have the guy who was trying to set up the wrestler. I don't know if he's... Again, we don't know who this woman is. Yeah. We don't know why this guy is kidnapping. Accosted here. And who's the guy in the bushes with the... Looks like a security uniform or something. Yeah. Now we're in a dark, candlelit room. The woman is seemingly tied up. Tied up, yes. Um, but no, I, I'm trying to think of horror films that I've enjoyed recently. And, you know, I, over the last few years, I've watched a ton of films. And so I had to catch up on the Halloweens, the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, mm. everything. Mm-hmm. And and I have to say that I, I, out of all the films that I've seen, with if you take the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was made by Netflix last year out of the equation. Those are probably my favorite series. Oh, really? And Halloween is my least favorite series because Halloween is the same movie over and over again. See, and I, you know, I watched Halloween as a kid mm-hmm. year. Well, obviously a long time ago <laughs> and, and it kind of freaked me out. And I, I've never watched any of the Halloween mm-hmm. movies since same with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I saw the first one. We rented it one time on VHS and it freaked me out. Now, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I loved that franchise and watched a lot of those. Um, but they kind of started getting, you know, stupid as well. So I didn't yeah. continue on with it. Uh, but I got into the Scream franchise too. But mm-hmm. I think probably after three, I don't think I saw four or five. So, or six. Oh, is there a six so, too? Six came out earlier this year. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so our guy is getting out a knife here, and the nurse is still tied up. He kind of undid her top. Guessing a sacrifice is about to happen. What I'm going with. Um, did you ever see Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two? And I guess not. If part one you know i'm trying i I feel like there was a what do you did it come out soon after or you know when we were it came out about 86 okay then i oh my okay all right we have the sacrifice and it looks like a john moxley match right now yes 
Ugh. What the hell? <laughs> is that her heart? That is her heart. Ew. Hmm. Well, why did I pick? You know, this love thing? makes you do crazy things. Apparently. Now, is this the guy that died in the ring that's talking in the mirror? I have no idea who anybody is in this film. Oh, and now she, the nurse is untying herself. Oh. She has no heart. She is very heartless. And apparently no scar from where our cut wound <laughs> where, open where her heart was from... removed. Okay, we're plotting revenge. Okay. Oh, oh, so this guy is Billy's brother. Billy. Okay, Billy is the one that died in the ring, and this is Billy's brother and somebody. Yeah, and some woman. And here come a trio of the job squad. I was going to say some local wrestlers. It's kind of like a wannabe Undertaker, wannabe Test, and wannabe Christian, maybe? Yeah. You know, there. I think the AEW crowd missed a good opportunity tonight when Christian was out after Sting's um, segment with when Ric Flair was in the ring, Christian came out and said, you know, I know there's no God because if there was, Ric Flair would have been dead 20 years ago. And either the fans or Excalibur or Tash should have said a Christian that doesn't believe in God. How weird. <laughs> well, now we've got, oh man, instead of going out the door, this fella just ran through the window and the zombie woman, the nurse is destroying those three guys that uh, came through. Whoa. I'm wondering if she, she must be a wrestler as well. Billy's brother is uh, pulling a light post out of the cinder blocks. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude got biffed in the face and now is rolling down the hill. <laughs> Looks like uh, me after a uh, weekend bender. <laughs> yeah. And he's coming back for more after getting that hit to the... F oh, and an arc or a 3D. 3D. Between the nurse and the brother. And oh, the now other wait, are these other guys, guys zombies? Dead? Okay, I guess everybody turned into zombies. All right. Now Shane Douglas is having breakfast time with the family. Is that his kid? Uncle Shane. Uh, his nephew, apparently, yeah. Um, you know, Shane Douglas is one of those guys I'm surprised hasn't popped up either in AEW or NWA more recently. And I don't know if he still wrestles on the indie scene, but you would think there'd be some promotion that would be using him. I can remember, and, and Shane is arguing with his mom right now, but I can remember watching Shane Douglas in the UWF, not Herb Abrams UWF, but Bill Watts uh, mm -hmm. incarnation of it. And, and a very, very young Shane Douglas, I think he was 19 years old at the time, was uh, 
wrestling with the likes of Sting and Chris Adams and Rick Steiner. Um, that was my first uh, uh, inklings of Shane Douglas. And then, of course, teaming with Johnny Ace with the dudes with attitudes. Yeah. I was going to say, and, who is your favorite dynamic dude and why is it Johnny Laurinaitis? <laughs> I like Shane Douglas. I, I, I think he's become kind of a polarizing figure, at least to some. Um, yeah. But I never really well, he's had one of those- a, a problem with him. Yeah, I think his ECW run, again, was something that could only be done at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think trying to keep that character without really evolving, especially after going to WCW and and after companies folded and then he showed up in TNA. And, yeah, it just doesn't go over as well with, you know, just going out there and cursing and running yeah. everyone down. Yeah. Um, I don't think he really ever again, evolved beyond that because that was his character. Kind of like Raven, you know, Raven was the epitome of the grunge movement. And then once the grunge movement went by, now you're just an old guy whining about stuff, which that's why Twitter was invented. Yeah, exactly. Now we're back in the house. Shane and his nephew left and came and the nephew has come back in alone and there are broken glasses and plates and blood um, and now the zombie woman, the zombie nurse is eating Shane Douglas's mom and sister. And dad, the boy's dad is, is a zombie now. Oh my. Now, how far have you, have you stopped watching by this point? Oh yeah. Uh, I stopped okay. watching when they were making the deal for. Okay. No, oh, and Shane Douglas is now cursing at the <laughs> wrestling promoter who uh, was in the first scene with Billy's brother. Oh, and apparently the promoter is based on Paul Heyman. Ah. So he's the promoter. This Cody guy is the promoter. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So there, I, I I get the feeling Shane's going to be set up here for for this wrestling gig, this private wrestling gig. But now, is the brother is he like a zombie too? Because he pulled that light pole out and was swinging it around like a baseball bat. Uh, well, he did the sacrifice, so maybe, and he ate the heart, so maybe he. Got oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't powers. do that if you're just a regular. Uh, Regular Joe. Oh. And oh wow, that oh. you just referenced the Pitbull. Uh, Pitbull, I think it was Pitbull number one in ECW that had the broken neck and had the halo. Oh yeah, that Shane uh-huh. Douglas grabbed and jerked around. Oh okay. Yeah, so I this movie is definitely that. for people who it's it's for a wrestling fan that like not the casual wrestling fan, but the right. deep dive. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten the Pitbull reference for sure. So were you you were watching? Oh, here's the hot rod right here. Mm. Yeah. 
Piper died in 2015, correct? Yes, yes. And I think this was filmed in 13 or 14. 14. How do you feel about they, they Live? Oh. How do I feel about They Live? Yeah. Were you a fan? Or you know, I'm, I'm going like to it because of Piper. I, I'm going to admit something here. I have not seen it from start to finish. Um, so I, I, I don't think it'd be fair to completely comment on it. Uh, I know it's got some, uh, iconic moments in it and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I, I get the gist of what the movie is. Uh, but I really, you know, honestly never really saw much of Piper outside of the ring, you know, as far as like acting goes. Mm -hmm. Um, so you never seen hell comes to Frogtown? No, I haven't. I, and I hate to admit that. You should that. watch that one. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, it, again, it's watchable. It's not great, but mm -hmm. I didn't realize what the plot was. And then I watched it, I think maybe about two years ago. And yeah, it's, uh, you will look at Piper in a whole different light mm. after that one. Now, when did he do Hell Comes to Frogtown? Was that after they live after they live yeah because i think that was when he left after wrestlemania 3 that was like his supposed to be yeah. his first big breakout film okay so we have a new female character here meeting with the promoter who's getting handsy and some other slick dude in the uh, corner here so A lot of uh, innuendo here. Yeah, obviously made before the hashtag Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and I don't think there are any actors that I recognize from anything else, you know, in this film, other than the wrestlers. Yeah, and I'm wondering how many or if many of them are indie wrestlers or were indie wrestlers at the time of this mm -hmm. filming some of these women or if they just are models that they found somewhere along the way or you know friends of friends to be a part of it now this woman is with hot rod in a bus guessing they're on their way to the show and shane douglas has talked piper into coming along now, do you know, was this released anywhere? I believe the video doors of Bobby Heenan, it escaped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I can't imagine this being in theaters, obviously, but I'm guessing. Yeah, I would guess like, this had a DVD release, but yeah. um, since it would have came out too early for the big streaming explosion yeah. a few year, years ago. So I'm guessing the. You could probably go to a Amazon or eBay and find a DVD of it, and mm -hmm. they may pay you to take it. <laughs> um, so before it says we neither one of us has seen this movie, don't know what's going on. Which wrestlers do you think will get out alive? I gotta think Hot Rod. There's Jeff Hardy making out. That's not Rebby Sky, though, is it? No, and I I don't even know if they were together. Oh, there she is. Okay. 
I think that's her. I believe Matt was with Rebby. Like, I think they weren't married yet at the time. Okay. I'm not sure if that's her or not now that I said that. No, I don't think it is. Oh. Um, you asked me a question before we got distracted with all the making uh, out. I said, which wrestlers do you think will make it out alive? Oh. I'm going to go Hot Rod and uh, maybe Hacksaw. What are you thinking? Mm, I'm thinking Piper. And maybe Kurt Angle. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Kurt Angle's on. on his name was the last one on the credits. I mean, I could see Hacksaw playing a convincing zombie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my we're in a pizza place and uh, there's a little cat fight getting started here so yeah this is interesting we'll say that we'll say that hot rod trying to be a gentleman maybe Oh, no. Roddy dropping a couple of F-bombs here. Mm -hmm. So since you haven't seen They Live or Hell Comes to Frogtown, what would be your favorite wrestler acting role? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, and why is it Vader on Boy Meets World? <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, because you could go beyond uh, beyond the movies too. You know, I think there are a handful of, of wrestlers who have obviously made the transition and, and did it well. Jesse Ventura, Batista, The Rock, and... Uh, um, God, I had somebody else in my mind. Uh, John Cena. I, I think that they're, you know, probably four of the, the better ones to, to make the transition. And, and we've talked about this before where it kind of feels like, you know, in some of Piper's things and in all of Hogan's things, it's Hulk Hogan mm -hmm. acting as whoever the character is and not Terry Bollea. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, but I think Batista does a good job. I, I liked him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would say I haven't seen him in much other than that. But he's mm -hmm. he's pretty critically acclaimed, I think. And we got the zombies attacking another uh, person here. Yeah, we got a band performing in the rehearsing in the prison, and all these zombies rush in and attack them. Uh, again, no setup, no explanation. <laughs> but I, I would say, yeah, I think Batista probably has the best well well rounded film roles um like he takes stuff that pushes him to expand his persona whereas mm -hmm. while i enjoy the rocks movies and cena's movies they're still kind of playing a, a variation either of themselves or of the same character that they played in other films you know so, i'm sure you've seen the meme it's like uh it's four different pictures of dwayne johnson 
Um, in the jungle? Basically, yeah, in the jungle and in the same kind of clothes. And it says yeah. this is four different movies. So, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great film, but I would recommend watching Knock at the Cabin. Which I believe is that the, that's a nice shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Kevin Nash probably is a little underrated too when it comes to. I haven't seen any of his stuff, but uh, yeah, I heard you've the, seen the, Magic Mike. I yes, I have all <laughs> all of them. Um, he's in one another one with Channing Tatum, I believe. Uh, I think it's called Dog or something. It's something with Dog mm. in the title. Uh, okay. I've heard good things about that one too. And were there any wrestlers? Other than the wrestling scene in uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, I, I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I think it's just, I think Jake the Snake. Just Jake. And, yeah. Yeah. It's but yeah, it's, film. it's interesting. Yeah, that is a great one. It's interesting to me, like guys like Roddy Piper, who were so um, good on the mic and, mm-hmm. you know, entertaining and and you know memorable like that but then when it comes to some of the movie stuff you know and i guess hogan could kind of fit in that category steve austin i think too i think steve austin sometimes it just kind of feels like it's steve austin doing this and not you know what i mean like i I can't get into the character and that's you know i it's probably been seven eight years ago now i've probably worn that probably closer to 10 where uh, I went to a movie that Austin was in because he was doing a and a afterwards. Uh-huh. And I don't even remember what the name of the movie was. It was a movie he did with Dolph Lundgren. And it, I mean, it's a fine, it's watchable, serviceable, mm-hmm. and he does a good job in it. But I was always struck at how he never, with the exception of like Grown Ups 2, he never has really branched out into like a comedic role. So he's mm-hmm. never gotten to show the personality that he has. Yeah. It's been mostly action films. And I think, you know, when you talk about like Hogan and Piper and even Jesse Ventura, it's like because they came up in the 80s, were they typecast? Were they even given a shot at, you know, a yeah. film that might have been something different? Whereas if they'd come out, if Piper had come out today, you know, would he have gotten bigger roles or in better films? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think Hogan just had that, probably had the ego of I'm Hulk Hogan. If people are coming to see my movie, they want to see Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Which and back in that time, well. you know, a lot of people watched wrestling, but it wasn't like mm. it was still a very niche audience. Yeah. Now we're back in a gym and there's blood on the floor and. Uh... Oh, no, apparently it's corn syrup. Now we saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan here for a second too, but really didn't establish what's happening with him. I guess he's prepping for this. This is the the wrestling show for the prison, right? Yes. So okay, the guy with the braids that is facade or facade, as I will refer to him through the rest of the film. So I'm wondering. I feel like I might be behind you now because I was buffering here and. they're on the stage right now uh facade and and maybe rodman um are getting ready to play the drums and the guitar 
but it keeps buffering. So I, I may be behind you and we may, uh, okay. Matt Hardy's about to get him some. I believe that was probably Rebby. Oh my. Grabbing a handful and if, of ass. If it isn't, yeah, if it isn't, we can go check her Twitter feed and see what she had to say about this actress. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. There's Kurt Angle. So this would have been. Well, I guess Kurt would still have been in TNA at this point. Yeah. And we've had another zombie encounter here, but. Is he going to angle slam some of these zombies? Are we at the prison or where exactly is this? I thought we were at the prison. I, I have no idea where these zombies came from or why. Oh, my. Kurt Angle's beating them up. Oh, an ankle lock. He's going to yeah. rip his ankle off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Open. Oh, there's an angle slam. Oh. Now, this uh, other dude that keeps interfering in things. Mm -hmm. Oh, and a whole other group of zombies. So the zombies are definitely uh, winning the war here, it looks like. Or at least winning the battles. This guy looks so familiar. This guy with the goatee and the yeah. hawk. That's, I'm trying to place him, too. He kind of gives off a Brother James Mitchell vibe, but mm -hmm. obviously not him. Is this supposed to be the big show? Oh, there goes oh, your call on Kurt I, Angle surviving. I guess so. Angle is now a zombie. But we never really established why the money changed hands and was it to just get an army of zombies into this prison? <laughs> Well, I thought it was just to get revenge. Right. We, we went Billing, from but... wanting Shane Douglas to now having, you know, 800 zombies here. Yeah. And the zombies are taken to the stage now. Some of them are wrestlers. So now are the guys on the stage supposed to be wrestlers or musicians? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hacksaw's swinging I think wrestlers... two by four. Because the zombies have already killed the band. Oh, okay. I guess I wasn't... Why? Oh, Kurt Angle's got a nice big open wound on his cranium. Mm. As Hacksaw is trying to keep him away with a, a 2 by 4 Oh, here's Hot Rod. Are, are Piper and Duggan the only two non-zombies now? Guys. Yeah. In the ring? I guess so. And um, how many pairs of blue shorts do you think Jim Duggan owns? <laughs> uh, all of them. <laughs> I'm guessing he did his own wardrobe for this film. Yeah. Uh-oh. Hot Rod's in trouble. Oh, nope. Hacksaw saves the day. Oh, Shane Douglas is still. 
intact. So it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Who's the jacked guy? I do not know. But it looks like uh, Kurt Angle's kind of doing a modern day PCO. Yeah. Speaking of PCO, what do you what do you think of Impact Wrestling changing back to TNA? I don't understand why. I mean, I I guess you know I've read things where this is they need to make a do something to get some attention mm-hmm. because uh, I mean, unfortunately. TNA impact kind of screwed up the first 17, 18 years of their existence Mm -hmm. because the stuff they're doing now is actually really good and uh, more watchable than probably, you know, like years, I don't know, two through four before Hogan came in, before it really became like a WWE light presentation. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, again, you have, so many years of bad history. Plus you've got AEW out there now, and you're on a network that few people get. So they don't really get the attention that they, they probably should be getting at this point. I mean, I did watch their bound for glory pay-per-view and I thought it was a really good pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, Nothing earth shattering, but nothing like cringe worthy either. Yeah. Well, speaking um, of cringing, uh, the surviving wrestlers have kind of banded together here and just ran through the mob of zombies, except for maybe your boy uh, Facade here. Face it, he's not going to make it out, it doesn't look like. Uh, As he's going up, whoa, walking the ropes. uh, Now he's taking on the zombies by himself. I guess the rest of them were like, sorry, bro, we're uh, getting the hell out of here. Oh, he made it out. Look at that. So now the zombies are are not happy. They have no more brains to eat. I am surprised they got Kurt Angle this early. I guess it's not early anymore. This is what, a 90-minute film, and we're probably getting close to it. it. 30-minute mark here, yeah. We're only 30 minutes into it? (laughs) We're 38 minutes into this film, Okay, 38, okay. I don't see the timer on it, so so not quite halfway through. Yeah. If you are still um, watching and or listening, we uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if facade is still. Oh. Oh, guy just ripped a guy in half. That was unexpected. <laughs> Gross. Uh. Oh, they're all bloody now. I guess that's from beating up all the zombies, huh? guess so hopefully that blood doesn't you know get into the uh retinal orifice and turn them into zombies i'm just gonna call the oh oh there's matt hardy and Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who the guy in the gold tights is, but I'm just going to refer to him as Rocky because he looks like Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, okay, I, I I'll go with that. 
I have a feeling this redheaded chick is going to uh, betray or, or have a heel turn or something here. They keep showing her suspiciously. Now she just took off on her. I thought they just locked everybody out of the room and now she's just left. It's like there's a guy in here that looks like cross between Al Snow, Dan Severin, and Dirty Dutch Mantel. <laughs> oh, a Roid Rage reference. Okay, the woman I thought was suspicious is claiming now she's going to save all the wrestlers. She is taking control here of the situation. And again, the the non-zombie crew is locked in a room, safe for now, but uh, they're trying to figure out how they're going to escape. Which do you think costs more? The budget on this film or the cost of McDonald's after a high school football team goes <laughs> to McDonald's to celebrate? Ah. <laughs> uh. I am curious about the budget and what they paid these wrestlers to be a part of this. You know, because, you know, Roddy Piper, Kurt Angle, yeah. Jim Duggan, Shane Douglas. I mean, those are those are marquee names. They have Matt name, Hardy. name value. Yeah, I'm sure there are other wrestling fans besides us who saw this and watched it because of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I'm wondering, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the time frame here. I'm guessing Matt Hardy is part of TNA at this point as well. Mm. I, I'm assuming there's no WWE, uh, at the time at least, thing, WWE yeah. contract contracted talent that's a part yeah. of this. Which, as cheesy as some of those WWE films are, I mean, this mm. is like... Cheese at a whole another level. This is Gorgonzola, whereas WWE <laughs> is kind of cheddar. <laughs> cheddar is better. <laughs> oh, there's an escape hatch in a locker, maybe? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. They're just getting more weapons. Okay. Trying to see if Facade is still wrestling. Yeah, I'll have to look and see if more of these wrestlers are still around. Or, uh, I was going to say actors, but I don't know if that's <laughs> an appropriate uh, term to use. Yeah, I oh. think if I remember correctly, this, the director, this is his only film. Oh, really? Okay. Uh-oh. Your boy Rocky is about to get uh, got here. 
Oh, nope, they've come back to help him, but I don't know if that's going to help. So I think Rocky's going to get eaten here. He keeps yelling reboot. Yeah, they got him. So are these just randos uh, from the community? Because they don't look like they're not in prison garb. And are we yeah, at the I mean, my understanding I, I... is this prison is shut down because there are no prisoners. Oh, in... okay. That's what I, that's where I was getting confused. I'm like, where are the prisoners? But there are no prisoners. It's just an old prison building. Matt Hardy just took a bad bump here off of the uh, <laughs> escape hatch. He's limping, so I'm going to guess he's not going to survive. But now he's all of a sudden running. <laughs> oh, that is a lot of zombies. Facade does have a pro wrestling tees store, so if you want to go. Really? Check Where does out. he wrestle? Uh, is he still on the Indies? Uh, mostly on the New, uh, New England Northwest circuit, it looks like. But you, you know, you have talked film a lot, you know, your entire adult life. You you went and took film uh, in college. When you all were making stuff like this, I mean, what is, yeah, what is in the mindset? Too. Yeah. What, what's in your mindset, though? Like when you're putting together uh, something like this, and it's obviously very low rent, low budget, cheesy. Mm -hmm. Is there an expectation that this is going to get seen at film festivals? And, you know, I, I, I know I'm asking you to put yourself into the director's shoes here, mm -hmm. but like what kind of mindset typically would a filmmaker with something like this have going on, do you think? Well, I would say, you know, the stuff that I did in college and that my friends and I did there, um, there was very little expectation on it. Being good. I mean, just given the limitations of equipment that we had to use. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've all talked, it would have been interesting to see if we'd gone to college now with the yeah. advent of digital and YouTube yeah. and, you know, um, better technology um, if we could have done something well. But uh, one of my friends, ex-roommate, um, he started his own production company in Chicago and they've made a couple of films that they've done. Uh, you know, low budget stuff that does go on the film circuit. Uh, I think um, the film that he made is called Heaven is Hell. Uh -huh. And it, it got good reviews. Uh, I, have, I have not seen it myself, but uh, if anybody's out there wants to check it out, I believe it's heavenishell.com. And if not, Google could probably find it for you. But, but yeah, I think when you're doing this, especially, I mean, like we said, this movie was made for trauma or re released by trauma. So I, I don't think you're holding your breath the day the Oscar nominations are announced. Right. You know, you're just like, hey, if I can get it Ooh. out there, if I can get a, you know, a, a distribution deal on DVD or if I can get it on um, on, uh, on a streaming platform now, then, hey, at least people get to see my work. 
Because um, is that remember- part of the game, you know, getting, you know, because obviously we know budgeting, you're you're paying for the mm-hmm. talent, you're paying for the cameras and the equipment and the people that shoot it and edit it. Locations, I'm sure they had to rent these, these scenes out, you know, these buildings that they're in. Mm-hmm. But then is part of that also getting it to that distribution level? Because just because you have made a film doesn't mean people are going to watch it, right? Right. I mean, yeah, you hope. And, you know, again, you're probably looking at either a, uh, you know, hopefully maybe like a film like this becoming a cult film that people will like, you know, Ugh. Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, didn't do well in release, but then became a cult film that people yeah. love. So, right, yeah. You don't know if you do that, but uh, I can't think of his last name, but do you remember um, the Photog we used to work with? Uh, his name was Chip. Yeah, Chip um, Rossetti. Okay. He has made a couple films. And really? Yeah, one of them was on, I can't remember the name of it, but it was on Amazon as well a few years ago. And oh, I just I happened to like that. turn it on. I was like, found the movie, turned it, and I saw his name as a director, and I was like, Oh wow, he's actually doing something, and um, but again, I mean, again, it's a low budget yeah. film, so it's uh, and what always struck me with low budget is the way a film looks, just in the the shots and the editing. There's something different than a big budget film. I don't know mm-hmm. why that is, or you know what exactly is. Um, is that difference but yeah i think if you're if you're an independent filmmaker um i mean obviously i I would say that your goal is yes you want to make something that then gets you a bigger deal next time like Mm -hmm. uh, i believe the name's gareth edwards who did a movie called monsters which was well received and then he got to do um godzilla so if you can if you can prove your talent but but then again, you're also working. You know, you have your budget constraints yeah. and your location restraints. And uh oh, Hacksaw's in trouble now. They got his two by four, and Shane yeah. actually left him high and dry here. And the zombies are getting a hold of him. Yeah. And again, I have no idea oh, where no. all these zombies he, came from. He's fighting back. You know, this is this is classic uh, 1988 Hacksaw here mm-hmm. throwing those big ham hocks. But the zombies are proving to be too much. Oh, and there's the blood. Or the... Strawberry jelly. It's like red icing. or Yeah, strawberry jelly. Yeah, I'll never eat a peanut butter and jelly the same. (laughs) Now we're making use of the bars here in the prison. And And Shane just tossed... Oh... (laughs) And his quote is, Joppers die, not main eventers. I think uh, Matt Hardy, it looked like he got cut in half. He got cut, yeah. And uh, And and Axel just got attacked. Facade doesn't look good for him, but he is putting on some good spots here. We don't know what happened to Hot Rod. And the uh, women that were the one woman turned into a zombie as well. So this would have been a great vehicle for uh, nails, I think, in this prison scene here. (laughs) 
unfortunately, the big boss man had already uh, passed away. Okay, we've got a few survivors here. Yeah. Now, how is Shane Douglas with these guys? He just locked himself in a cage, I thought. There he is. Okay. Oh, no, he's, he's with this group. I don't get it. Who is this woman in the red dress, Chad? Do you know? I do not know. I think she was the original valet from the beginning of the But movie. I mean, who is she in real life? Do you know? She kind of looks like Kimberly oh, Page no and uh, Elizabeth rolled into one. <laughs> or rolled into two, if you know what I mean. Dramatic scene here. The music has started. Mm. This isn't the woman that was making out with Billy in the locker room, is it? I, I think it is. Oh, okay. So I think her name is Taya Parker. Hmm. Who... That is her. She's playing herself, basically. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I was, apparently, she was a contestant on Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Oh, wow. And she's also in Beach Massacre at Kill Double Hills. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next month's movie mania. <laughs> Yes, she was a penthouse pet of the year for 2009. Okay, I could see that. So this movie comes recommended by the SPCA. <laughs> oh. I think we're down to about five or six non-zombies at this point. Three women... And three guys, Piper, this other dude, the Dan Severn lookalike, and uh, mm -hmm. Shane Douglas. So the claim is, is that Shane intentionally killed Billy in the ring to get the girl back. Um, oh, and now yeah, it's been revealed so the, that Piper was with this girl. So the guy that I was calling Rocky, uh huh. Um, please tell me his name. I really guess, Rocky. No, his name is Matthew Rush, and some of his other film um, roles <laughs> include films called Dirty Muscle. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. <laughs> Affirmative Blackshin. Uh, full Access. Riding Hard. So Is that about horses? Or motorcycles? Yes. So I'm going to guess um, do not Google those films at work. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. We won't be doing any movie manias on those. <laughs> and it looked like uh, Facade just got taken care of by the zombies. Mm. 
uh-oh. I, Hot Rod's taking it on by himself now. I'm not feeling confident, although they're playing bagpipe music now. <clears throat> and these zombies are now I do love the music. one by one. What's that? I do love the music Yeah, uh, in this scene. It is very... Uh oh, there's a coconut. Oh. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> a random yeah, coconut right. in the sink here at this empty prison. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, think... a callback to 1984 and Piper and Snucko with the coconut. Oh, these zombie heads yeah, think... uh, explode pretty easy. They explode. If you are recommending this movie to anybody, just tell them to skip ahead to 56 minutes and after the coconut scene. Yeah. Oh my. Probably seen enough. Did you watch the uh, Winnie the Pooh one, uh, Blood and Honey? Uh, un unfortunately, yes. You did. Okay, I thought you said you had. Yeah. Is yeah. it like because the, the violence in this is like you know it's obviously not. Some of them are a little more realistic, but this is just kind of like mm -hmm. gross. Kind of reminds me of um, Toxic Avenger, kind of. Blood Another trauma film, yeah, yeah. But was was Blood and Honey good or not? I'm guessing not. No, it's it's terrible. The Pooh and Piglet characters mm. just look like guys in cheap Halloween masks. Um, I mean, I thought the story, the the premise is decent, where it's Christopher Robin leaves Pooh and Piglet and everyone behind to go off to college and. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know what to do and they seek revenge on people. But I, I, I think it's more of a movie that was just made because they can say, hey, we're making a Winnie the Pooh horror film mm. instead of actually having a good, good script or good anything for that film. So, you know, we've seen WWE films. We've seen, uh, you know, uh, what is it? See No Evil with Kane. Yeah. We reviewed it on, on this podcast a couple of years ago now, I think it's been. But do you see WWE doing something in this genre as far as the excessive violence? And um, I don't know. Does WWE films even exist anymore? Have they put anything out? You know what? I don't know that you know what now that you say that I think you might be right. I don't know that they have. Cuz I know it's, they haven't promoted anything and the Miz hasn't done like the Marine 87. Yeah. Well, didn't Charlotte leave for a while to do a Marine movie? I don't think that ever came out, did I think it? So. Uh the, I'm sure it did, but let's see. Money. Cuz I mean they did a couple of good films, but Yeah. With the ones that don't focus primarily on WWE wrestlers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, their last movie was Rumble, which starred Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns. I think that was the animated like, yeah. giant monster movie. Yeah. I think we watched that one too, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I, was I, the last one they did? Yeah, I forgot they did Buddy Games, which is now a competition reality show. Oh, really? And yeah, Fighting With My Family was their last big film. Huh. 
Does it say did they close down the division? Oh, Hacksaw's a zombie now. Yeah, I mean, they're still their last TV show is one of your favorite shows, I know, which came out this year, uh, earlier this year, called Nikki Bella Says I Do. God. And you're like, no, she should say adieu. Yeah. Well, they said, oh, uh, says Charlotte Flair is going to be in Walking Tall, which is TBA. Huh. Interesting. Which will be a USA Network's film. Oh, yeah. And then Montez Ford and Bianca Belair have a. Oh, yeah. They're doing a show, reality show aren't they? Yeah. So I don't know when that's coming out, but I know it is in the works. Let's see. So Piper just confronted Hacksaw through the two by four item, but we don't see Hacksaw now, so I don't know what happened. And uh, again, I haven't seen Shane Douglas in a while. We're back to, to Hot Rod here in a hall of cells alone as the zombies are all kind of roaming around downstairs. Did you watch and Walking Dead? No, I did not. Did you? Uh, I watched like one and a half seasons. I mean, like just because I had friends that had watch parties and I would go because it's like my chance to hang out with people. But I never got into the show. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, a, and I don't know how violent it was, but I'm not, I don't, I just am not crazy about like all the gratuitous head bashing and blood and gore and all that. Even though like as a kid, I watched some of it, you know, Friday the 13th. Um, there was a, a movie called Sleepaway Camp. I remember watching that, and that was pretty gory. Yeah, that has uh, one of the most infamous endings in horror films. I don't remember how it ended. No, I'll tell you off air. Okay. I mean, yeah, I remember just... one, one of the scenes, but I don't know. Uh, if we're talking about yeah, the same just... thing. Just at a horror convention a couple weeks ago where they had a sleepaway camp reunion. Oh, really? Mm. Now, all the wrestlers earlier had blood on them when they were fighting the zombies, and now they're all clean, so... This is no, one hell of a way to get revenge. Shane is being confronted by the brother of Billy. And the brother has the pack of zombies behind him. He's Scottish too, I'm guessing.
Oh my. Shane cuts a typical Shane and does his promo. Yeah. So we were talking earlier, you know, how Shane Douglas mm -hmm. never really, you know, when WCW went out of business, I know he did some stuff, but you said he was in TNA for a minute or for uh, a bit as well. But yeah, I wonder if he's one of those guys that you've heard stories about, you know, did he burn bridges and <clears throat> alienate himself from coming back to WWE? You know, there was, Rumors that Shane or uh, Shawn Michaels and he did not see eye to eye, and that was mm -hmm. why Dean Douglas didn't last very long. And you know, we really it always feels like at least at one time or another, Vince or Triple H would kind of mend those fences with you know Bruno and Ultimate Warrior mm -hmm. and Ho Hogan, and you know, all of those guys have come back into the fold, but. There are some guys that feels like they're maybe never going to be back. And, and Shane Douglas seems to be on that list. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, with no offense to Shane, but Bruno Hogan warrior are right. money makers. Oh, sure. You know? Whereas if you said, Hey, we're bringing in Shane Douglas. Is anybody going to, you know, find how many people are going to buy tickets just to see Shane Douglas? Yeah. Now I know, now I know I sound like the owner of OVW on uh, <laughs> wrestlers on Netflix, but um, you know, it'll be interesting next year with WrestleMania being in Philadelphia, how many ECW alums get inducted into the hall of fame. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially since now that the hall of fame is only about what, three or four people. Yeah. They do it after SmackDown. Now we've got a woman tied up to a chair or a table and mm, she's, she's just, just sacrificed. been sacrificed. Who is this woman, though? I don't think they ever explain. And Billy's brother is eating this woman's heart, so he can get his superhuman strength again. And now she is a zombie. Who I, we don't know who that is, though, right? No, it kind of looks like Hacksaw's wife. It kind of does. <laughs> but I don't know who she is in the context of the of the story being told. Yeah, she was just kind of drug in by the other zombies tied up and, mm -hmm. and put on this table and sacrificed. And is now a zombie. <laughs> and Hot Rod is... Uh, Jaw jacking with them. Another exterior shot of the prison. It's a full moon too, so that, that could lead to trouble. I don't, I guess I never understood why the zombies are, I guess that's zombie mentality. Once you've had one human, you got to just get them all, huh? Well, I believe the or, mythology is that they're going for brains. So, but I guess. They, but are they, is this, this group is, is being organized by Billy's brother, I guess, to, yeah. to destroy the franchise. People. But, you know, obviously 
guys like Hacksaw and, and Rowdy Piper mm. got in the way. And we're all outside now, miraculously. <laughs> Lots of extras in this too, obviously, with the zombies that are running down. You know, these aren't obviously all, I'm assuming at least, not all wrestlers. Yeah, this looks like when you shoot in a small town and say, anybody want to be in a movie? And these people just show up. Which you kind of experienced that too with poor white trash, right? Yeah, pretty much. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Um, film that we shot in Benton, which I can't believe it's been 24 years now. Wow. Um, yeah. And I wish it was streaming somewhere, but... Unfortunately, it is not. Uh, I think it did more for Benton than uh, that Welcome to Crappy TV show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, uh, did you watch any of that, Welcome to Crappy Lake? Do we just watch the first episode? Yeah. So apparently, the uh, they renovated the the two hotel rooms and they charge extra now for people to stay in those. And people are actually coming to stay. Apparently, wow. We have some friends that are, are from that area. We actually yeah, went was... to the one bar. If you haven't watched it, it's it that, that is also on Hulu. But it, we went to the bar from that first episode, and the guy that pulled down his pants and showed his tattoo. I don't, mm -hmm. did, I don't know if I sent you the picture or not, but yeah. Le yeah, I had no idea what you were talking also. about. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we watched the episode. We were like, oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it's uh, uh, very staged mm -hmm. reality. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, no. But I mean, I was curious because the producer on the show was from Ben. Yeah. And and the producer on Poor White, when one of the producers of Poor White Trash was also from Benton. So, but not the same person. And I'm like, how many producers came out of Benton like that? <laughs> uh oh, he has. Now do we have uh, dead zombies? Billy's brother has said, I need more power. He and Piper are facing off here. And yeah, Chad called it. There are some dead zombies now coming out of the ground, which is kind of redundant. I should say, buried. Corpses zombies, back. yeah, yeah, and zombies. It's kind of like the uh, one of the Treehouse of Terror episodes. Mm. Speaking of which, it's funny. Um, yeah, my my girlfriend has a ten year old son who has gotten into The Simpsons, uh -huh. and so we've been watching. We're we've watched season three. They mainly watched season three, and we're into season four now. And it's it's kind of different watching it with a kid as opposed to watching it as a kid because oh, okay. there's a lot of stuff in those early episodes where you're just like how did they get away with this and why are we letting <laughs> a kid watch this show because yeah. right. there's we just watched the treehouse of horror um, episode and there is uh one segment where they're like casting spells and it's something like durex trojan ramses you know, like <laughs> Like 
sure the kid doesn't understand it, but that's, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, we just watched the Mr. Plow episode and I don't oh, think nice. they appreciated it as much as they should, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Now has she watched them or is, is she watching this yeah. all for the first time? No, she's watched some of them too. And she said, you know, like her mom didn't let them watch it as a kid. So I'd have to watch it. But yeah, because like one of the first episodes we watched was uh, the one where Bart isn't invited to Milhouse's birthday party. Uh huh. And then like the next day he's on the bus and he's like, oh, Milhouse, I know you didn't have a party, but, you know, I got you this card. And the card is like, you know, I for your birthday, I couldn't afford to get you drums. And he opened it up and it's like a woman thrusting her cleavage <laughs> at him. It's like, I got you a couple of bongos. <laughs> I mean, early days of Fox when they really didn't care because right, exactly. And now Hot Rod has been uh, attacked, but I don't think he's been eaten. And his lady friend here is fighting the zombies by herself. She's got a machete. She was slashing some throats with, but mm. she's being uh, overcome here. Uh, Piper recreating a scene from outside Ric Flair's house in 1983. Yeah. Passed out on the lawn. Oh, and he's getting back up. Is he going to start poking him in the eyes and uh, <laughs> throwing a sleeper hold on him? Uh-oh. Oh, he just gets rammed into the flagpole. Yeah, I guess other than the angle lock, ankle, ankle lock in the angle slam, we really haven't been a lot of signature wrestling moves. No. Oh, a wedgie. So Piper, gosh, this has to be, it's got to be about 60 or or damn near 60 in in this. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, moving around pretty well. Wonder if they had any stunt doubles in this or if they were all doing their own thing here. How's that usually work in a low-budget movie like this? Is it all you're doing your own stunts? Uh, yeah, I mean, it... Ooh. I guess it depends. I, you know, there's not a lot of physicality other than punches and kicks, so... Yeah. I'm going to guess Ooh. not... Well, stunt double is really needed. Here comes Shane Douglas running past all the zombies. He's got something in his hands. He's wielding a Why? crowbar or something. He's knocking people or, or knocking zombies out of the way. We're in the Piper home stretch. Shane. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, and it may be on YouTube. I haven't looked, um, but I, I wish someone would release the, the pilot that Piper and Jesse Ventura did, where there were cops. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, we'll have to find that and and watch that sometime too. There was also the one with um, Lyle Alzado, learning the ropes, or yeah, and he's yeah. that was that was actually done with WCW though, which was kind of surprising for that time period. Yeah, yeah, I think there are episodes of that on YouTube, which I don't remember yeah. that show. I don't. I, I mean, I remember Lyle Alzado, but yeah, I don't remember yeah. it at the time either. Shane Douglas I'm now. Going I'm wondering if it zones. aired on TBS. I so think it that's did. Why they, that's why they had the WCW Ted Turner, probably. Yeah, that would make sense. Same way with like. Thunder in Paradise used WCW wrestlers because they filmed next door to where WCW was taping. Mm-hmm. That's how Hogan got involved with Bischoff, allegedly. And now Shane is fighting his zombie brother here. Hitting him with a club or something. Two by or a, not a two by four, a uh, pipe. pipe and a bear hug now by the brother. Mm. And Shane twists the neck mm. of his brother Troy. Uh, he killing him again. Said he's going to learn what Pitbull Gary Wolf learned. So. <laughs> So I guess the objective was for him to make him kill his own brother. Oh, now the nephew's here, and he's a zombie, too. What the hell? Oh, come on, Shane. Beat up the little kid. Beat his ass, Shane. (laughs) Oh, and the little kid is trying to... Oh. (laughs) Hot Rod was Shane protecting from Piper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, Shane kills his nephew. So the uh, idea he, here is the revenge is that Shane's having to take out his family members. But when a zombie is dead, it, you can just snap their neck like that and they die again. <laughs> I guess I don't, I've not seen it. I mean, I saw Zombie, what was that uh, one with Woody Harrelson? Zombie Land. Zombie Land. Yeah. You never saw Shaun of the Dead? No. Trying to remember how Zombie Land. Oh, good Lord. I could just hit a older woman zombie and that grape or that strawberry jelly just went everywhere. And and now a whole new batch of zombies are coming here. Mm. And it's literally Hot Rod and, and the redheaded gal <laughs> and Shane Douglas that are the sole survivors here, it looks like. Oh, God. Uh, speaking of sole survivors, we have Survivor Series coming up soon. 
Do you think they're going to pit Adam Pierce against Nick Aldis? You know, it seems, I mean, and I guess that's the whole point of it is it's always Raw versus SmackDown. I, you know, I've talked about it before. I, I, they've done that story for the last several years and I don't think they necessarily need to, but I'm probably one of the few that still misses the old five on five or four on four Survivor Mm -hmm. Series teams. So you think Punk is going to show up at Survivor Series? Since it's in Chicago, and you know half the internet seems to think he's going to because of that. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, the story came out last week that WWE had turned down whatever offer or talks that they had had. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I buy that or if that's just uh, um, something to throw out there. Yeah, yeah. W- would you uh, think he'd be better as a surprise? at Survivor Series or, you know, announced at Survivor Series or do you leave him as a surprise for the Royal Rumble or an announcement for the Royal Rumble like they did with Cody Rhodes this year? Um, I, I, you know, I think if he's not going to be a Survivor Series, you need to get the word out that he's not going to be there and hope people believe it because otherwise I think Chicago will hijack the show. Yeah. And, you know, chant for him. Um, but again, I, you know, I just question like why I don't think WWE needs him. And right. I think, yeah, not, you know, not knowing all the backstory of what happened in AEW, I just, I think there's enough smoke there to say it's not worth it. And yeah. Shane Douglas yeah. now uh, has been choked out and is now, it looks like he's being eaten by the zombies. The nurse from the very beginning is back now and is taking on the redheaded woman. I don't know her name. And Piper, not sure where Piper went. And not Hacksaw's wife is back attacking the woman as well. Piper's being beat up by a zombie. There's like 200 zombies and three humans, (laughs) but seemingly the humans are dominating here. But again, well, I don't you know, know the status of Shane. Yeah, it's like uh, in wrestling when there are security. You know, there can be like eight security guards and <laughs> two wrestlers, and they will. And the wrestlers will always win. So the maybe the mastermind here were flashing to someone else, and uh oh, uh oh. She got bit, but I don't think she broke the skin. Uh-oh. Tombstone. Oh. Break her neck. But she got bit. Now Billy's brother and Piper are standing face to face. They are the maybe the last two. <laughs> Piper calls the guy an all-American bully who clearly has a Scottish or British accent. Oh, and Piper bludgeoning this guy with a that 
cane or crowbar, whatever the hell it is. That doesn't look like Glenn Jacobs or Devin Storm. <laughs> oh, man, I walked right into that. It's too late <laughs> for me to combat your goofy jokes. So it looks like beating up these guys is is taking power away from the, the main source guy here where he's surrounded by flames. Piper standing tall with the American flag waving behind him. He's coming to the aid of his lady friend. That ain't Kitty. Oh, a gentleman the gentleman here. gives him his jack gives her his jacket. Is that Ronda Rousey? <laughs> oh, hot rod. This is kind of weird to me because Shane Douglas was the the main wrestling character. <laughs> You know the what the story yeah. was kind of built around, and then at the end, it's it's Rowdy Rowdy Piper that's standing tall. Well, I guess this is evidence uh, as we are seeing the sunrise the next day that this was more than a one day shoot, and that's it. Wow! So nothing going back. Okay, that. Um... Folks, if you stayed tuned for the whole 90 plus minutes here, uh, kudos to you. Send me a message. You deserve something for that. Because uh, yeah. I think the only thing worse than watching this was listening to us <laughs> watch it. So, um, man, it, Kevin Sullivan as himself, I don't. He I was saw in the very in the beginning. Open, but yeah. I don't remember him. Okay. I guess they were counting all those guys too. Huh? Cody Knotts and. We got Cody all Knotts kinds of wrestlers of the in here film. as themselves. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, he was huh. the promoter guy. But um, that's funny. Cody Michaels played Troy Douglas, which is, I guess, in Shane's brother in the film. But Shane's real name is Troy Martin, I mm. believe. So I don't know if that was intentional or. Oh, I'm sure. Not. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I would say, oh, Sylvester Turquay was in this. I don't know if you remember him from the I mid-2000s WWE. I do. Um, well, that was something. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, why. I was going to say, uh, you, you said if anybody kept watching, they deserve something. I would just let you know that I do have a package that I will be sending out to you either tomorrow or Saturday that has some new prize vault Okay. Stuff in it. So yeah, if uh if anybody did get all the way through this podcast, let Kevin know. Yeah, let us know, answer a question, send it to us on the My One Two Three Cents Facebook page. Uh, who was your favorite wrestler in pro wrestlers versus zombies? And we're not gonna post this question anywhere else. It's just gonna be the very end of this episode to find mm -hmm. out who uh truly stayed all the way through. So again, who was your favorite wrestler? And if more than one person answers, depending on what all the stuff is, you'll all There's get a prize. There's plenty otherwise. of stuff in there. Okay. So so we'll do that. You'll get a prize uh, unless the stuff that Chad sends is cool and then I keep it for myself. But <laughs> uh, but we will 
get that distributed as well. Chad, any final thoughts as we wrap up this last Halloween episode of 2023? Um, I just, I, I have no words. Uh, that was, I was not expecting much. Yeah. And I got <laughs> less than that. So, yeah. I mean, again, no offense to anybody involved with this film. I just, it's just one of those films that you, I, I want to read the screenplay. I want to see what was there because maybe there was stuff that wasn't filmed that added more to the story or stuff that was that got left on the cutting room floor just to get it down to 90 minutes. I don't know, but uh, you know, I can forgive bad acting, but it all comes down to the story for me. And yeah. this, this was no Apple. That is for sure. <laughs> oh God. That's a whole nother podcast. But uh, <laughs> friends, thank you so much for listening and or watching to this week's episode. Have a great week, a happy Halloween, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.